Of course, I go by the name of the kid. Famous Swap. This here is the Tim and Sid Show. You are now tuned in. Coast to coast. Entertaining the masses. Sports entertainment. Yeah. It's about to get started. Sit back. Enjoy the show. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Panago Pizza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Man, I don't even know. You've you've seen the title of the show. You know who's on the show. Who? So do we even need to introduce these two? Uh, I think I think young Jesse Blake should. Right. Because he's the one who stumbled up to you guys drunk at a party, demanding <laughs> that you come on the show. I was tipsy. <laughs> That's exactly how that played out. <laughs> Staggering drunk. Tiff yeah. one year ago. It was Tiff. It was Tiff. Tiff. Yeah. I was behind one of the property brothers in line waiting to go upstairs <laughs> at the, what was the hotel we <laughs> The Drake. The Drake. And uh, I saw Jesse taps me on the shoulder. And he says, uh, sup. <laughs> did did there was a weird tap though, and then like I'm not it turned. There was a turn. Yeah, there was a weird tap and a turn. I'm like, holy. And I'm like, uh, what's going on? He's like, uh, I'm Jay Doggy. <laughs> and then it just disintegrated into just one, now, one drunken slur after another. I don't know if I believe this anymore. I don't think you said Jay, Jay Doggy. Doggy. I said, Tom and Sam, <laughs> come on our show. <laughs> I know Dangle. No, he, he looked at us and said, listen, Jay and Dan, we need you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get you guys on. By the way, guys, welcome back to Canada. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It was a long trek. Good run Did you see our walk? It was a long walk. Long walk. The bit between the doors was my idea. It <laughs> <laughs> happens to me every day here at Rogers. Every day. We should make the title Jay and Dan. <laughs> we, we really should. That would be I great. Think we should. Um, okay, Tim and Sid in studio. Let's just get, oh, give them an actual round of applause. Yeah, this is completely unnecessary. Yeah, right, but we will it's, say not, it's not unnecessary. It's not unnecessary. You guys are, you're like the, you're the original podcasters who made it. You guys are the ones who, who are did we? it. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point. Don't you Adam think? Carolla I'm did it. I'm hoping it's not us. Well, in Canada. <laughs> in Can- you think yeah. it's us? Well, who Is else it us? Who else did? Yeah. Canadian sports? We'll narrow yeah, it down. No, no, there's, there's no yeah. sports. Yeah. For sure there's no sports. No, nothing in sports. I can't think of anybody else. Not Nobody's crossed over from news. I mean, like, I know Canada Land is a huge podcast uh, for news in, in this country. But, like, you know, not nobody's kind of crossed over and taken a huge job on a network and continue to do the podcast as well. I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. Well, appreciate, well, I mean, but Tim deserves all the credit for it because when Score Tonight That's true. got... It's, it's true. It's completely, <laughs> completely <laughs> not utterly true. He asked me to do a podcast, and I said, what did you just call me? <laughs> I didn't know what it was. So this was 2000... What is it? This was 2009, 2010. Shoot. got canceled. And Tim's like, we're bored. Like, I'm doing features. Mm-hmm. I forget what Tim was doing. Tim was doing more important stuff. I was doing real things. You were but doing I, real things. But <laughs> I was talking about what Roman Turek re signed with the plane. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a name. Yeah. Not a joke. <laughs> and uh, Tim's like. Uh, and by real stuff, I mean U Sports or CIS football and no, stuff like that. That's real stuff. That's what I was doing. Shout out Greg Marshall. Yeah. And Tim's like, uh, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, does this entail work? And he goes, eh, for an hour a week. I go, I could do an hour a week. Mm-hmm. And then I said, my next question was, what's a podcast? And he told me it's basically radio on the go. It's radio whenever you want. It's, pre- it's very unfiltered. Mm-hmm. And I go, sure. So we do the hour. We do the first hour <laughs> one. 
and it was received very well, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was number one for 80 weeks. It was like Dismal Well, but that's just, yeah, that's just, <laughs> it was, it was, Des- <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, it was the podcast <laughs> Canadian version of Despacito. Yeah. People just couldn't get it out of their heads. Didn't understand it. it. We turned yeah. Bieber down. <laughs> it's amazing. But it was totally, the whole, the podcast thing was Tim's idea. I still, I'd love to think someone else in this country sports-wise had a more significant pod. I well, but think I think so, I think, but, uh, if, if, but I, I appreciate you saying that. I just I think you're lying. I mean, I did some research for this, and I'm, I I can't I couldn't find anybody. And the, Merrick versus Wachinski is, is a giant, huge, show. Yeah. huge. They didn't turn it into like Steve. now. There's a Merrick versus Wachinski TV show. Still right. Fine. There is still so time, far. and I mean, someone should. But I feel like they it. were on yeah. TV the whole time, and and I, th- I feel like Wachinski got opportunities from Merrick Wachinski. Pop. I, I guess what you're saying is, did anything? move from one to the other and basically not change and besides us not swearing on the radio show it really didn't change fucking right man. <laughs> well i think too what's interesting is that like you were you said you were doing five minutes you were yeah, doing i no, knew, cool, I knew it <laughs> as soon as i saw I as soon as i saw the ease beside their podcast i said if we ever do this six arrows is going to revert back <laughs> and i said that's a bunch of malarkey <laughs> malarkey when uh uh i was i was talking to julie adam who is the head of rogers radio uh, about you guys, and this was a couple years ago, and we were talking about podcasting and stuff, and I was trying to get some sort of relationship going between our podcast and Sportsnet. It made sense. We both worked here. Uh, Jesse worked here. It was like, you know, kind of an easy fit. And we're sort of still peripheral, but what was interesting was that I, she, she told me the story about how you guys were hired here, or at least partially, and it was Don Collins flipping her, uh, you know, the link to your to your show. So I guess she listened to it on a plane, and she's like, she got off the plane and she called him and she said, they won't, like, swear as much on the air, right? As much. <laughs> yeah, as much. And she said, she said, other than that, she's like, you could tell, instant instant magic. Did you guys know basically right away? Obviously, being number one helps, but did you kind of know, yeah, this is this is for real, this is something else? I, I gotta be I gotta be honest I didn't I thought that podcast you was had something. no idea I had no idea <laughs> like I honestly I thought it was something because like Tim and I were bored right so that's kind of that's that, that's, that's what it. we were doing and then the one hour it, it got more traction and Tim's coming up to me and he's and there's like the best part of podcasts are the standings here's the podcast standings. Yeah. which are in the end horse bleep but yeah, they, they are, are they are horse bleep yeah. you, you, you can swear it's all right don't no. worry, man uh, um, but you like, know what. Great point and great point. <laughs> right. Because right. it doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that's sound exactly good it. in a meeting. Yeah, what we're the number one sports broadcasting podcast in Canada. What? Wow. Oh my God, that's, that's amazing. Uh, how do they figure that out? Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> how do they figure that out for anybody that doesn't know? It's like it's ratings it's, and it's comments, based right? On ratings, yeah, and comments and new listeners. So yeah. every new podcast which benefits. Whoever is listing the ratings or the so if you start your new podcast, you're going to jump to the top because you're going to have a whole bunch of new listeners, new subscribers. Right. So that would encourage you like it did for Sid to continue to do it. Like I remember, I honestly <laughs> we remember one, I was going to leave immediately. I, I remember like we did it and I, I this is unconfirmed. So you can tell me or not because I've never actually asked you this question. But I was convinced that Sid was as free and open and unconcerned about what anyone else thought because he thought nobody was listening. And I thought like no, that's bang you on. were cussing, you I were doing things on. that we would like that you would never do like this I whole was new personality. States. Like, <laughs> yes. I was doing no but like I there was a freedom in that. Yeah, I sure. felt I was like a bird. I was flying. 
But, oh, yeah, pure Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado, yeah. Right. Pure Nelly Furtado. Okay. okay, is it's that good, right? Yeah. They're uh, not going to charge us? No, we're good. Can you give us some more bars? That was, <laughs> that was like velvet and peanut butter. I'm boys. done. <laughs> but like I, I, but it was just. Let's it, wait. It caught, uh, there'll be time. Yeah, there'll be time. There'll be time. It might be. Can we run this through five uh, o'clock? We don't have to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. You guys are rolling. We're here. just letting I you go. Absolutely no problem. But I thought it would. Yeah. Like I thought, like I knew we could do a good job. Like that's first and foremost, I just like to say, whenever Tim and I get together, I know we can do a good job. So that's not my concern for anything. My concern is how much work it's going to cost me. <laughs> Fair enough. It's true. Am I wrong? No, not at all. And, and I, the podcast was a cool idea. And the more, the more we did it, the more I liked it. The more people liked it, the more often they asked us to do it, because then I don't know how long it was before we were five days a week. Right. And the traction we got, like I would walk down King Street, going to my spot Zupa's nice. down on King Street. Oh, yes. And do you know Zupa's? I would have people, people Zoops, still there apparently. Zoops. Zoops. Cost me five years off my life cholesterol wise, <laughs> Zoops. I regret nothing. But I'd, I'd see, I'd have perfect strangers take their earbud out and look at me and go, I'm listening to you guys right now. And just keep walking. And I, I knew it was getting a little bit of traction, but like I didn't know what, what I know program directors would take it and do whatever. And it was just the timing of it, too, at the Score Television Network. It was an interesting time at the Score Television yeah. Network. And I want to know what, what episode Julie listened to, because that, to me... There were some dangerous been, episodes. Some very action. dangerous episodes. Yeah, Julie, yeah. I owe Don and Julie, and we owe Don and Julie a lot, because it was a risk. Is Sid crazy? Can this work? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like I've never had any qualms about the confidence of myself or Tim or us together. Like it's it's I, I always got I always had an internal chuckle when I heard people say, "Can they do this? Or can they do this? Or can they do that?" There's not a damn thing we can't do. I'm <laughs> right. serious. Yeah. yeah. There's not a damn thing. the confident like, one. Sam, I'll punch yeah. Irma in the face. <laughs> like, I'll go down there right now. Yeah. Well, we'll send you guys down to defend Florida. Right. Yeah. 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 But from a confidence standpoint, did did I foresee the other stuff? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I never, for a second, in my career working with this guy, have I not had complete confidence in anything we've done except for cut promos for Rogers. Right. Other than that, <laughs> yeah. they'll use everything, man. They uh, will use everything. Your mic's on in the washroom by accident. It's getting in oh, to the promo. Okay, yeah. So I've always I've wondered about how those were shot because I know how we do them. We in know PT that people make fun of our promos. That's yeah, basically that's, what we're saying. You know why? Because we make fun of our promos. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's sort of the point, right? At least people are watching them. If they're not yeah. making fun at all, then they're not making an impact. Have you guys ever had to do the shoving buddies? The, the shoving? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one. But know, this look guy. Out for this one. Yeah. He's, uh, he's yeah. The, look at this one. Yeah. Um, but when we make that joke, the best part is when we make that joke while filming promos. It ends up. Tell me the, uh, that it's I'm not the, right. It's, it's in, the in the promo every time. We'll do like the the nudge of the cheek. Yeah. Like yeah. first we would do it as a joke, and then it would end up in a promo. And we're like, "Are you kidding <laughs> none me?" The, none of the serious ones get used. So, so like our normal interaction, we're like, "Don't do that. It's going to end up in the promo." But it's always it's always like, "Hey Tim, look at Sid. Like I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> And get, it, get it, the thumb, get a load of... But shoving buddies? <laughs> get, yeah, get, a load of, <laughs> get a load of this guy. Get a load of this guy. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? Uh, hey, Tim, put your fingers in here. Like, he's here. too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But every every small town I, radio I, picture, every every small town radio promo picture has yeah. somebody doing that, yeah. someone screaming. And or apparently national TV oh, show. Oh. Go to Kingston right, <laughs> right now, Rick and Brett in the morning. So Rick's got his hands in his ears. Brett, 
Brett's so loud. He's the moral of the story is, we love the promo. Thank you, Rogers. Yes, actually. That's the moral of the story. Yes. <laughs> Not to take a step backwards, because we're, we're going through the progression of the podcast and everything, but it sounds like it was your idea. Mm. What made you think, let's do this podcast that no one is doing? Because no one really did it back then. Yeah. It's a very I, new thing. It was, I, I was listening to podcasts on my own, and I liked the chemistry that we had when we did Score Tonight on TV, but there was nothing... Um, in the genre that would allow us to be what I thought we could actually be, and I'm sure you guys kind of get the same feeling when you're you're vibing. You know that it's different than a radio show, or you know it's different than a TV show or a breakfast television. For sure. Like it, there's just a different level. And I thought, well, we could take this. We could just take this chemistry and go and do. And the one thing is, like, we enjoyed talking to each other. So we just went out there and, and talked. And the one thing that we did differently than every other podcast was we had the ability to put it up live. So we would tweet out a link to the live podcast. Oh, that's cool. And this was just when Twitter was starting. And we had uh, Cabral Richards, who's now on TSN. He would help us out by putting it out on his Twitter account, which had way more followers than each of our Twitter accounts. And so we would kind of do our podcast pseudo live. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. so people would actually interact so you'd be with able the to, podcast. Like, out. Yeah, and, and that was kind of the first thing that it became a group of. There were two groups: the podcasters who couldn't listen live, obviously, right. But then, like the people who were kind enough on their phone or at work in their cubicle or in class in university who were listening every day, it became a whole separate crew. And it just these two organic kind of listenerships took place. If that makes any sense, yeah. and it, it 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 took it in two different really rewarding ways for us i thought and it was uh, again it was unique and completely not so my idea kind of <laughs> it was kind of a podcast like it was a podcast but the fact that we could go live with a link as a podcast and then it, it was yeah. Really. right yeah, yeah. and then i guess i mean um you know one of the things that i was sitting on a radio or sitting and watching a radio pro, uh, panel with you once said and you were talking about uh callers to sports radio shows and how you guys just don't take them, or you didn't take them. Why? They're really good. And, and, <laughs> and <laughs> were you a caller? You were a caller when you were a kid. I was a caller. Yeah, yeah. Were you a caller? I was a caller. Yeah. I once. You were. Oh, I, I, I was saying Dangle. Oh, we got Chuck Zwerski. What was your? Were you good or were you awful? I was, I was really rehearsed. I was really rehearsed. You had a script. You wrote something out. Did you read on it. Windows 95? No, not like um, not like big fan with Patton Oswalt. I wasn't quite that bad, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I had I had my thoughts and you know, like everyone, I wanted to call in and talk Leafs with the Raptors play by play. Yeah, Let me get yeah. up on my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got uh, Steve in Scarborough <laughs> went to me and had pam, 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 pam. Took my thoughts on Nick Antropov. And then I, then I, hung up. I once called in Norm. He was tall. I called in Rumac. I've never told you the story. Greg, Stone San Greg Sansoni was producing a show that night. I'm like, in and you're school. how old? I'm in high school. I'm, yeah. This is 93, 94, 95. Mm -hmm. So you're lonely. I'm very lonely. Mm -hmm. Extremely lonely. <laughs> and you might have a mullet. The won't be on for another hour. <laughs> yeah. That was noon. <laughs> that was noon. <laughs> I enjoyed her traps. Yeah. I don't what, know what time was Latin Lovers? For me, every day, twenty four seven. VHS. Despacito. <laughs> what was I talking about? Yeah. I called it a norm show. Norm yes. Show. yes. But I wanted to be called something like Big Daddy. 
<laughs> I swear to God. Why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes back to the lonely <laughs> part. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. I enough. wanted to be referred to. I wanted Norm on here to say, Big Daddy from yeah. Mississauga. Right. So there's a so there's so, a Portuguese guy with a mullet <laughs> in Mississauga calling into Norm Rumac at 1 a.m. in the morning. 10, but right. With his clock radio turned down. So at the time, it was high, It was a Sony clock radio. Oh, yeah. no. So, so Sansoni's producing on the other end, and I call him up, and he goes, uh, Sports at 5 Night the Fan, uh, what's your name? Where are you from? And I go, Big Daddy <laughs> from Mississauga. And there's a, I've never told Greg this story either. <laughs> I swear to God. And, I tell, and, there's, a, and there's a pause. There's and a, and now pause. knowing Sansoni, as we do, because we work with him for so long, you know why there was a pause. I know there was a pause. Yeah. So I go, Who's uh, this idiot? I go, it's a big, it's big Daddy from uh, Mississauga. <laughs> and there's a pause. And then Greg goes, seriously, what's your name? Your name? <laughs> nice. And then I did it again. I go, Big Daddy from Mississauga. He goes, you're not getting on as Big Daddy from Mississauga. <laughs> so uh, then I relented, but uh, I, I was a caller at one time as well. I and I had zero success. Basically, at that age of my life, I didn't do anything well. <laughs> Adam, you don't say, you don't strike me as a as a caller. I, 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 well, because, okay, I grew up in a radio family. So it was for me, it was like the the... The magic of it was uh, I'd seen it from behind. Right. The, so it was for me. It was like a, I think I tried to call into to Kiss ninety two, the original version of it, uh, several times when Tarzan Dan was on the air in the afternoons because I listened religiously to that. But uh, you could never get through. And uh, and yeah, I never I never called because I, I always felt like what a, what an asshole move Marilyn's kid calling in. And, <laughs> and so I always thought like don't don't do that. That's not cool. Like leave let people. Get in the lines. I always felt like I would be getting in someone's way or something. Right. That might be the first time you've ever said Marilyn. Might be. Might be. Yeah. So, how wary? Because we always call her Alanis. Alanis <laughs> with Marilyn, it's your own mother. Right. Alanis. How yeah. wary have you been in your in your career, considering the reputation of family? Very. Like, and yeah. how's how's it affected? Your career, do you think? Uh, well, I wouldn't talk about it for the first five or six years. So when her show launched on CTV. Um, they actually asked to interview me, and I was at uh, I was at uh, the Kiss's main competitor in town at the time, and I refused to be on camera. I said, "I'm sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I just I just wouldn't talk about it." And I think it wasn't until I was doing morning a morning radio show in Calgary where we finally said, "Okay, I think we can be out with this." My biggest fear was people thinking that I hadn't earned it. Well, you want to grind your own way, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and of course, like when I started, I was eighteen. So you're like an eighteen-year-old punk, and you don't want your parents' help anyway, right? right. And like, f you, like <laughs> I can do this myself. What do you and know, Mom? yeah, so I mean, I did. I interned at Chum FM, but it wasn't through her. It was through the evening guy, Corey Kim. So I was very quiet about it for the first five, six years, and now we're pretty open. Right. But there's still people that are like, "Oh, you guys are related? That's crazy." Uh, and so, and which always kind of surprises me. So yeah, I was so completely uh, unlike Sean McKenzie. Oh my god. He was in the I didn't, I, I, I didn't listen wow. to that. I didn't, I didn't listen to that podcast and refer to it right now. What are you talking about? I don't know. He's a listener. Whatever. That is uncalled for. What? Uncalled for. Mackenzie. There's going to be some Twitter. Mackenzie, hold on. Mackenzie, when he comes on our show, destroys our face. Always attempts to just, even if it's on like. He's just, he's prepared for us, and, and ours is not, like, we don't write anything down, we're not ready for anything, just if a guy comes on and there's something we're talking about, we may end up 
chopping the dude or bigging him up, depending on the situation. But Mackenzie's like always prepared for us to tear it, like seemingly but to you don't tear see him it. down. You don't see and then he fires that preemptive strike, like <laughs> you bald brick, shut up! <laughs> like, wait, I just said hello, Sean. So me firing back, I feel yeah. like he comes to dinner with the knives out. Sometimes it's like yes. right at the end of his, you don't see it coming. Like it's mm. right, like he's right. he's covering the sends, like an Eric Carlson. Took another quarter zone today, and he should be good to go tonight. Sean McKenzie, Sportsnet, Ottawa. I hear Sid is impotent. (laughs) 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 And I am frozen. (laughs) And that's like, that's that's the biggest dig ever. Right at the end of his throw, he always does that too. Sean McKenzie. So why didn't you guys take callers? The original oh, right. oh. <laughs> so the original thing So I was gonna I was just gonna say it's interesting that you That's got that why in, you're here. <laughs> you guys figured out interaction with listeners without calls, which yes. was a pretty new thing yeah. at the yeah, time. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, pe- people looked at us like we got a third eye growing out of our head. They're like, yeah, what's, we- what's Twitter? And then six months later in a meeting, they're like, Twitter's awesome. Yeah. Oprah's on Twitter now. Right? Just now? No, no, back then. It was oh, like when uh, Oprah went on Twitter. Yeah. That's oh, when it was yeah. like when the book clubs went on Twitter, everyone yeah. went crazy. In, in 2009, right around when you were uh, starting the podcast, I specifically remember having a conversation with someone who like, is a mentor in my career and is actually a really smart guy, but he had a really bad opinion at the time, which was, ah, Twitter's a fad. Yeah. 2009, ah, it's a fad, it'll pass. Yeah, we had a lot of that, though. Like, a lot yeah. of people were like, it passed quick. why are you, like, why would you go to Twitter? And I'm like, what do you mean? I can edit every comment to what I need and I don't have to have bad callers yeah. because I've already read their comment. Right. Like it made no sense to me to do callers if you have to sort through bad callers when you could just get all of the good callers. So while we were doing that first podcast, I was like, one, it's immediate. Two, people feel like they're they're actually a part of the show. And three, like I remember uh, we had enough guys from the fan at the score that gave us kind of like we were just two punks from two sides of the city coming together and doing something. But we had enough guys who actually did stuff at the score that would tell us, you know, like Elliot Friedman came out. There's a lot of guys that came out of the score that were mm-hmm. really good. A lot of guys and girls. And and a lot of them just said, like, there's callers and then there's listeners. And they're different. Uh-huh. And one and group is they are, than the other. Yeah, and the ones that call oftentimes aren't listeners. They're just people who want to be on the radio. Or drunk. And so every P, every PD would come to it and like whatever and just say, you guys got to take callers. I mean, that's what they do. That's what they do in the fan in New York. Everyone takes callers. And I'm like, I'm taking callers. We're taking them on here. Like, and I'm editing them and the crappy guys aren't getting through. And it's pushing the conversation forward. Yeah, first right. Time, right? Time, it's driving things. It's the demographic they want. Yeah, that was the other part. I never understood that part of the argument. So you want us to hit a younger demographic, but take the guy from Fort Erie every day who calls and is unemployed. Really? This is how you want to build the audience? Really? Okay, maybe not unemployed. That's and no one knew show. that one to but four like, was like... Four eerie listeners, you just pissed yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, but Tim brought up an, an interesting point. The one to four was viewed, I'd like to think, a little differently before we got there, right? Oh, it was like, completely it was, different. Like, when we get to radio, whatever, I'm, I'm moving. But it's just, no one realized that people would sit here and listen to this mm-hmm. while they're at work. Like, that was foreign to when we first started, or at school. Like, right. they're like... People are listening in their car, and that's all. The, that's the only reason. Like, that's the only place to listening. Like, wait, wait a second here. Like, no, it's bigger than that. Yeah, like you just you sit at your computer now at work, right? And you can listen to whatever the bleep you want. And people are like, what? People are listening at work. Like, <laughs> yeah, who do you think is like? We got lawyers. We got doctors. <laughs> like, it is a mind bleep. But like, I'm driving in the other day, the Monday, 
and I'm listening to Sportsnet 650 out in Vancouver. Yeah. Just like that. In my car Magic. for an hour. No, but it's like it's, it's <laughs> on the Radio Player Canada app, right? Which is available for download That's at right. the yeah. App Store. That's right. Um, <laughs> and it was fun until it broke down after 10 minutes. But the point is this. Um, what broke down? The, uh, the feed was a little choppy. It was the first day. So it was yeah. 650. What are you going to do? It's Vancouver. It's a far away thing. But uh, what were we talking about? We're oh, talking Sean about like, McKenzie's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. We're talking Kidding. about you, you know. You're talking about in, in the car, listening in the car on the way to work. You were like the other day. You were yeah. So, but I just think this this whole like this whole thing what you guys are doing, uh, what you've done along the way. Like, I mean, having seen all of the business, I feel like like what happened with podcasts just kind of changed the way people interact in this business. And people feel like they were a lot closer to it than ever before. It's it's a far more intimate thing, right? Like yeah. I, I feel like you know having a radio sh- sh- uh, show and a, and a podcast, the response from the podcast is a hundred times what the radio show would be, and it, and it feels like and it's interesting. People like they they feel like they're in the room next to you, which is right. radio how radio is supposed to feel, right? But podcasting actually seems to have been able to pull take that out, off. Take out commercials. You ever seen yeah. the meme of that kid right, sitting right. next to a poster of three people talking, and then he's just sitting on the floor next to it eating cereal? He's like, this is what it's like to listen to a podcast. Right. That's, <laughs> that's basically exactly <laughs> have, what well, it's like. I've never seen the meme, picture. I'm sorry. Yeah, we yeah. have to show you the picture. I'm like, you know that hip thing? Mm. Yeah, okay, right. goddamn. I tried. I tried. Um, I Jesse's so pulling it up. Where did it happen, guys, <laughs> for you, where it went from, okay, uh, you're at the score, you're doing this podcast on the side. Oh, good meme, Dangle. Yeah, I'm right? Yeah, exactly what you're talking about. Good meme. Um, Quality. First off, did the score was it was it under the score banner? Or was yes. it under that brand? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that was just something that they were like, yeah, fine, do your thing. Or hardcore sports radio could have even been. Yeah, it could have been. Which was been. the the spinoff Mike where Gentil- everyone was Mike Gentilly part yeah, of the time. Yeah. Where everyone was swearing and um, um, yeah, I was part of the score though. I think. And they didn't. They had no idea. They were just like yeah, whatever. Just, yeah. yeah. To be fair about it, to the score though, we were pitched. Uh, we were pitched an evening show, based on the podcast. Really? By the powers that be. Yes. Right? Yeah, before I left, yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that wasn't, I don't want to speak for Tim, I wasn't too hot on it. Why is that? Uh, people, I think people watch sports at night. And I think they watch. I think they watch highlights in the morning, and I think they watch post-game coverage right after a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, I just, I, I, I was hesitant to do that. But the, to their credit... When, when we were doing five days a week and it was growing, we were all brought together and it was discussed. So it wasn't like we were just sitting there and the score didn't do anything and John Levy didn't do anything and those guys didn't do anything. We, we did talk about it, but I was, just, I was a little hesitant about it. That makes sense. So what, what, was, the, what was the moment where that all... Because I, I, you guys came over before Rogers bought the score, right? Yeah. Didn't you? Yes, yeah. sorry. Yeah. You weren't a part yeah, yeah, yeah. of that. Correct. Yeah. Like, that was something that you guys came at. Do people actually care about this? Yeah. You think Absolutely. So? You'd be surprised. I, yeah. really, I really care about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you were, you were involved. Because yeah, <laughs> we, so yeah. we get you every day all the time, right? Yeah. We want. We, I want to know how this happened. How did this happen? You know what's funny? is such a wide variety of listeners, though. Like, some people would be like, there's too much leaf talk. I'm like, well, a lot of people enjoyed it. Okay, right. We'll get to Malkin in a sec. Pittsburgh fans. Yeah. We'll get to Yager. Chicago fans. You're not talking about the Hawks. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get your only yeah. Matta talk coming Matt, up. Bring, bring up your twenty right. minutes of prep on Sam Bennett. Let's, let's go. One point nine five. I was, yeah. I, was su- I was surprised how low it was, man. Uh, what were they waiting for? Yeah, yeah, this sign the deal. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, you want more money, score more than 13 goals, man. Deal yeah. with it. Go, yeah. Sam. Eight, Go be a Bennett. 18 in his first <laughs> year. Cat, be a dog. What did Radulov just get for 18 goals? Sorry. Go. Um, Off topic. Good point. Habs are, the, make, Habs are not going to make the playoffs this year. Go ahead. <laughs> what? Whoa! Whoa! whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Take, we were not at the hot take segment yet. <laughs> oh, Is that? Yeah, no, right. okay. <laughs> we so want to do that. Hot, hot take coming up. <laughs> hot take segment coming up later. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. So, so who sorry, called you? I'll what just, happened? So he was going. Oh. He was going, and they just they called me and they said, "Do you want to come with them?" And I had a bunch of different things going on at the score that were outside. I still have a passion for. Uh, U Sports, uh, CIS, Canadian University NBA Sports. Too. I had a lot of NBA stuff going on. I was doing a bunch of different things. And he just looked at me and said, listen, it's it's time for me to go. And I was at the end of my line there, and I could feel it. And I just, so he was gone. He was going to get his own radio show from 1 to 4. It was going to be Sid Sixero's show. And then I screwed it all up and I said, you know what? Yeah, totally better. Yeah, I screwed it all up for him by saying, I was like, I was just the score was score is such a great place because it allowed these people, everybody who was there, and we could just write like Cabral Richards, Elliot Friedman, Adnan Verk, James Sabolsky, Sophia Yurksovich. Yurksovich? Yurks. Yeah, Sophia J. Basically, everyone running hockey down at the CBC. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Redmond, people at yeah. Hockey Night in Canada. Didn't Darren Drager start there too? No, Is we didn't. There? No? We can't no, claim Drager. Oh, yeah, okay. he was too good for us. <laughs> most definitely. Um, but there's a bunch of people there, and they were just allowed to go. Like, do whatever the hell you want to do. But when it came to taking the next step, there was never enough money to back up what the next step would be. So you'd end up, like, I was doing NCAA tournament hosting which was like uh, four straight, like 14-hour days. And we would have like a research staff of me and Beth Sherlock, who's moved over. And it was like I was asking poor Beth to, you know. And Beth's great. Yeah, and like, Beth's or just, just one person. And it was like, we're hosting one of the biggest tournaments in the world, and we don't have a research staff. And I would start, I would lose my mind when I couldn't get something because I wanted to be amazing at it. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, you know what? Sid's got the shoot pulled already. I'm just going to jump on that and go. <laughs> so the score was like this amazing place to grow and try stuff, but there was no next step. And I owe my whole career to the score, uh, but there was just a limit to where it was, and that's why in the end it got sold to Rogers. Right. It was because right. they just couldn't afford to. Hard to compete. Yeah, even when they cancel our show, they're like, we love your show. The score tonight, they canceled it. We love it, it so much, it. we want to get the fuck out of here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we love your show, but we can't afford it. We want to put resources elsewhere. And I was just like, how does that make mock, sense? should have worn more mock necks. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. I used to watch. They, um, went, they went casual, and we, we all, like, like uh, you're not allowed to wear ties because that's not cool. And I'm like, hey, is John Stewart like cool? Too? Yeah. Like, <laughs> John Stewart's pretty cool, isn't jacket? he? And then, yeah, it's exactly what it was. It was like mock turtlenecks. Do you mock know how hard it is to wear a mock neck with breasts? <laughs> 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 Do you have any idea? Like, Shows him off. Frank no, Lister yeah. couldn't help you. <laughs> I had, a, I had a friend. What? I've heard those yeah. commercials. Yeah. All right. I'm just He's good at his job. <laughs> Shout out Dr. Frank Liston. I had a friend call me once when we were on the score and just say, you realize you look like Ralph Furley? Ralph Furley wow. is that's a, quite the older that's a Three's Company reference. Okay. Oh, you have to pull oh, it up. They're looking oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, four, like, two guys in this room just went to look okay. up Ralph Furley. No, 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 no. But hold on. Been think been old recently, think, so we had you guys on. Think of, yeah, <laughs> think of the listener right now. Well Let played, them Google it. Well played. Yes. Google Ralph Furley. Ralph Furley. They're, they're doing it right now. Unless they're over 40. If he's yeah. not an Animaniacs uh, character, I don't that's, know him. That's Ralph Furley. And we had to wear stuff like that. 
Because oh, sorry. He has hair. That is. I didn't mean to be a dick. Wow. You, wow. you didn't mean to be a wow. dick. You just are a yeah. dick. Wow. <laughs> so she, coming into the show, Sean McKenzie up here on the dickometer, and yeah. Steve just surpassed Dangle. him. That's amazing. Well oh, yeah. done. I got I got a pass. So you come here, and I remember um, I remember you guys coming in, and I I think I had started afternoons just after you guys had started afternoons. So I remember you know the big talk was you guys being here, and then the Olympics happen. And the goal happens, the uh, the women's hockey goal, that blows up and goes viral. And then, you know, and this I, this is just how it looks to me. And then there's some there's several other clips that go viral. Uh, the show is doing really, really well, and they say they want to do a TV show. Is that uh, kind of how it went? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and are you guys like, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Or is it like, oh, I don't know about leaving radio? Because well, you, you were simulcast. Yeah, we were simulcast. And, I mean, you know, 360 doesn't get the numbers regular Sportsnet does. But... You know, it's a national, it's a national platform, mm-hmm. and it, it's big enough. And things, you know, things were kind of going well. And, and uh, Rob Corte, who's now uh, basically running everything in Canada yeah, with, hockey uh, with Hockey Night and Sportsnet, the most powerful man in the history of sports broadcasting, potentially, who wasn't in the role that he's in now, but was over the last few years. He would, he would always, we'd always interact. Like he was, he was always a big fan of the show. He was always supportive of what we were doing, and then he got promoted uh, in, in a serious way, and he can he could affect change. And we talked, and it was uh, I wouldn't say it was a right away thing, Tim. But I, I don't know how to characterize it. It was there were concerns because what we were doing was working, and it was working from an audience standpoint. It was working from a workflow standpoint. You know, we were in our car if we wanted to at three fifty five Eastern every day if we had to be. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, though, it was like it, radio is still the most challenging things I've ever done. It is my advice to any broadcaster listening to this: if you want to make money in your life, or want to be broadcast. or want to be broadcaster, prove to people you can do three hours of radio well. If you prove to people you can do that well, the sporting world could possibly be your oyster. Now that's not the case all the time, but to me, this is it. If you could, if you could swing that, and. Uh, you know, there were some, there were discussions back and forth in terms of time slots and this and that, but at the end of the day, it's, I don't think it's an offer really either of us could have passed up. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I think the beauty of Sid and I is we come at it from two completely different angles, and when we had the podcast in my head, I was always trying to figure out what where do you take this because no, when we first did it, nobody took it seriously at all. Like no, like even our bosses were just like, I don't care. And I was like, how can we build? Like, what can we build this into? And my thought was always some sort of simulcast, where just like you're doing right here. Like I don't know how we do it, but we'll do it. So I always thought it was just some sort of simulcast. And then when we got to the fan, it was like the only way we could take it up another notch from what we were doing at one to four was to somehow get the TV people involved Mm -hmm. so that when things happen, like they got hockey, we could get the big hockey guests or we could get the guests that we always, um, watch go on Bob McCowan because Bob McCowan was the King and understandably so. And so we kind of just, how do we get, how do we take the next step? So I always had this little book in my bag and I could probably show you all the notes from when we were at the score of what it would be. And, the closest thing to what it would be is what it is now, um, though I did I don't know if we've actually achieved that in what we're at right now. But I thought that that would be the closest thing there. Wow, man! I, and, and nerves that first day. Do you guys remember the first day at all? 
Three hour show. Yeah, I remember the first day. <laughs> yeah, we went from three hours of radio. This is the so it was July first. It was the day Phil Castle gets traded oh. from Toronto to Pittsburgh. It's July first, twenty fifteen. Elliot's breaking stuff, he, and he does not listening to us at all. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, Elliot Friedman is sitting in there he's like working. he's forced to be in there because they needed someone to help us with what was free agent. Day. Like, this is the first day. Right. Here we go. This is hockey. Oh. Canada Day. Tim and we're, So we're, he's grinding out. Yeah. Like like he's he, grinding. And he's, he's doing what they do in the promos to act like the guys are, be- oh, we'll be breaking news and typing on computers and look at my BlackBerry. Look, look, I'm doing work. He's actually doing that and could give a bleep about what we're saying on this three-hour show where we basically just went. And so it went from him saying, yeah, grind out three hours on radio. The only thing harder than grinding out three hours on radio is grinding out three hours <laughs> on TV. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Live. With, with, yeah, live, live. with, live. like, actual breaking news and stuff but it was i thought it was fun as hell to do that so anyways it ended up that was the first day that was what i remember was like just this blur of three hours it turned into a pretty good i was happy with the show like, well but like we had show, great that's, news that's pretty, yeah that's probably our best first show ever of anything yeah i would it'd say be, it'd be better than nothing happening right like it's right. good to have a big story yeah like that. oh absolutely yeah. no no, no it was, it was planned perfectly it was it was great it was honestly it was like we like yeah, three we planned to deal castle we had uh uh uh, Rutherford, Jim Rutherford on for the Penguins. We had uh, Don Cherry on that day. We had uh, the Kessel trade. Yeah, it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. What was Don like that day? He was great. I think it was after the game, so we might have had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was he was fantastic. Like we after had the before. after the Jays game. After the Jays game. Jays yeah. game. Yeah. I was, and, I was going. Yeah. No, no, the Jays game. He was at the Jays game. And uh, yeah, he was just uh, he the, one of the great parts of the show, when, especially when we got to the fan. Was you? You had no idea how many people you respected may have been listening to you, and Don listened a lot, and we and just a bunch of other, just a bunch of other names. I'm completely no, but Don right Cherry now. to his point, Don Cherry was amazing to us. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Don like, Cherry comes on and asks for the horns, which, <laughs> like for me, <laughs> it's our, our use of the Jamaican, you know, Bring horns, horn, yeah. yeah. Is something that was added early, and for for my brain to wrap around Don Cherry coming onto our show to ask for the horns was just a mind bleep. Like I'm like, what? Like Don Cherry is coming on here and like that, boys. Hey, give me not, the horns. Not just ask for the horns. Like when we wouldn't give it to him, would get pissed. Yeah. Hey, where's the horns? What's going on? Like if there was where's a if there was a group of people that would have been, it would have been like his demographic that would have been completely pissed at the horns, right? Right. Like so many people in the fans were like, because it's not it. hockey culture. Yeah. And the horns are not hockey. And here's the and here's the protector of hockey culture going. Give me the horns, boys. <laughs> so that's got to be like to me. That's that's got to be. If he's you, bringing you in. If Don Cherry's bringing you in, if he's welcoming you in, that's got to feel. It's pretty a decent cool. cosign. Yeah. yeah. Decent cosign. Yeah. I once got a call from. Uh, but we're still not in hockey culture, so. No, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be though? I mean, to- hockey culture can be such a pain in the. Pay is good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> See, we, we, I, and again, we're like I. If I love hockey, so like I, I grew up in a hockey family, mm-hmm. but I looked at hockey culture and I looked at all the people who thought they knew hockey in this country, and I was like, I love every sport. Why would I just limit myself to doing one thing? And plus, when we got in at the score, we were both interns at the score together, 
And I was like, look at all these guys trying to do hockey. I love basketball. Screw it. I'll do basketball. I'll do football. I'll do whatever they want me to do Mm -hmm. to get into this business. And then I started watching like that hockey culture grow. And I was just like, eh, like I grew up in it. I love hockey, but there's like this separation between the two that always bugs me. A certain way that you have to be. And I'm not talking about the broadcasters, but I'm talking about in that inner circle, there is a, uh, if you're not this way, then you're not one of us. Does that make sense? Uh, no, I know exactly what you're touching on. I felt it as an intern here, like not to talk bad about the place that we're currently in, but like just down the hall. Sportsnet 590? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I wasn't a big basketball guy. And um, Ryan Walsh, um, who took over as the head of the interns. Mm-hmm. So I was hired by Doug Fairway, who used to be the PD. And then, and then Walsh took over. And he had this test that you had to pass in order to become an intern mm-hmm. that had to do with sports knowledge. And he goes, name six Raptors. And I said, uh, you know, and I, and I, I think I got to... Mamadou Anjai. <laughs> I, I got to four. And then I went and... Uh, Popeye Jones. And uh, Graham Humphreys. And he goes, oh. Not good. Graham Humphreys. We went to school with Graham Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Exactly. Someone... No, I said oh, Graham Humphreys. Okay, and, then, and then he goes, oh, good, you passed. And then someone narked on me in the room. And they're like, wait, do you think that's one person? I'm like, it's not? Right. Joey like, Graham. Oh, dude, yeah, Joey yeah, Graham yeah, and Chris yeah. Humphreys. That's hilarious. And so he goes, oh, my God, you wouldn't have even passed the t- <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just him, and he was he was very. Graham Humphreys is half a point. I would have given you half a point. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's actually amazing that you said Graham Humphreys. Yeah, like, what's the like, odds? Oh, I got it. Oh, yeah. wait, what? No, no. no <laughs> so I, I want to get your I want to get your takes before I, I'm sure I'm not sure if this this makes your show today, but it would make it would have made ours on a normal day. Sens removed 1,500 seats. From the Canadian Tire Center for the season. Apparently, Permanently? they're uh, yeah they are permanently gone. After what happened in the playoffs last year, good idea, bad idea. Uh, means well, means there's better odds of of non sellouts. But I mean, if you're drawing better odds of sellouts, sellouts. They're taking sorry, the seats. Better out. odds of not announcing non sellouts. English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know yeah you went a long I way went a long there. Way yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not that's in hockey. That's why I'm not in hockey. If it makes sense to Tom and sell me and those guys, then it makes sense. I don't. I don't know. How, I sometimes don't know how to read that. I know it can spare some embarrassment just on the surface. I think we're all of the same. But there's embarrassment idea. now, right? Uh, like there were, uh, You would think after the you know they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. last game. I'd have and, to read. I have to read the reasoning from and sell me and those guys. I'm not sure why they did it. I think I know, but it's sad on the surface. I don't think a Canadian hockey city should have to do that. But mm-hmm. and Tim and I have had this conversation enough on air where. And I don't think we've held back where it's it's pathetic that a Canadian hockey city has this issue. But Ottawa's not like other Canadian hockey cities, and I understand that, but I still there's there's a part of me that is finds it completely irrational and and unreasonable that that should be happening in this country. But when's the I'm last time you bought tickets? Dude, I just bought season tickets to The Rock this morning. <laughs> oh, wow. He's such a liar. I, my Argos, He's lying to I, I've been team. an Argo season ticket holder <laughs> since 19... You and Dirk really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and Conrad Holloway back in the day. <laughs> On it, well, The Rock, it, it's such a fun... It's so much fun to go. Um, I don't know why it doesn't do better. I, I used to do play-by-play play for the NLL. Yeah? Yeah, I loved it. Wow. Yeah. You really are the all-sports guy, eh? Yeah, yeah I am totally the all-sports guy. I uh, I did like three years of the NLL. You did, and you did, and some of the scheduling in that. I remember he did an NLL game in Calgary. He took a red eye to do a high school prospects game in where was it? Mississauga. Mississauga. It was Hershey Center. It was Hershey yeah. Center. 
and what's his face was calling himself like a top five NBA lottery pick. Uh, he, Cheriev, Ivan Cheriev, Ivan Cheriev yeah. was calling him. He was, do, you was remember that? do you remember that name? No, no. Who yeah, do you remember nothing. that? He, was, he like, was nothing. So Tim, Tim's on no sleep calling a game, and I have to go in the stands and talk to this guy's agent. Who is no? I am closer to the NBA than this guy. <laughs> no, it was a real. No, 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 no. No, no. It was. It was, it was I think ass. it was Bill Duffy. Like I really think it was a legit agent in the crowd. And I also think he wasn't allowed to talk about. It. Anyways, we're, we're oh, getting out. I, I think he talk. wasn't allowed to talk about the actual prospect on the floor anyway, because that would be some sort is, of violation. My point is, he would do NLL and work pretty damn hard at it because some of the scheduling was a little nuts. But mm-hmm. uh, lacrosse is a great sport. Yeah. Is it's an amazing sport. Yeah. It's so much fun. I remember in Calgary they had the. Uh, they have like certain chants or whatever. So uh, roughnecks. Yeah. So the roughnecks uh, announcer, who was like a local morning show host on a really nice, like very sweet radio station, he's a really sweet guy. But he'd get on the. Uh, if, was it if, Bruce Barker? No, um, oh. uh, Mookie Wilson. Okay. And so he gets. He Wait, would get he on played the, for the Jays and was a morning. What a player! Oh, no, he's oh, right. unbelievable. What a player! Uh, so, First time. <laughs> yeah. so he's a guy that. He, Speaking of versatility, he'd be like, you know, if the Rock were in town, one of the Rock players gets a. Uh, gets a penalty and he'd be like, "Sit down!" And the whole the whole arena goes and shut up. And mm. everybody's in their Calgary hunting mm, gear, yeah. like <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> Couldn't see anybody. Uh, it was it was amazing. Like some of the some of the atmospheres there are, are so great. And you almost feel like, man, if if they allowed like one day a year where the Leafs, you know, average Leaf fans could actually afford those yeah. tickets. That's what it would feel like. It would just be bananas in there. The loudest crowd I ever had, I swear, was I called the Calgary Roughnecks Championship, and they opened up the Saddle Dome. Even like so beyond the uh, you know the rafters, right up at the top. Yeah. Usually in regular season games, they'll close those off because they're too high and they're behind the press box. So they opened them up. It was sold out. The arena was unbelievable. And having grown up in Toronto, that's all I could think of. What you just said, like if they actually let real Leaf fans go into a stadium and just have it to themselves for one game. That's what it would feel like. And when they were so crap, I always, I would say it on the radio, like they need to do this. They somehow need to just outlaw every suit for one game. game. Have you said this? No, I was going to say they did that with the Coke Zero fans first game. (laughs) Preseason game that was for (laughs) Right. Right. Piece of garbage that was. No, I totally agree. It's no Sprite fan zone at Raptor game. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. no Sprite fan zone. Wow, what's that? I don't even. I... It's just regular fans. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but that was that <laughs> was for like eleven bucks. Right, that yeah. was the point of the Sprite. The Maybe they should do that in Ottawa. And why the Raptors were always bowl. louder? Should have a Sprite Bowl. Sprite the whole. I swear to God, second level. If I I I plead to anyone listening to this in the Toronto area, if you have money and nothing to to do with it, give buy, it to me. Buy <laughs> a, give it to Dangle. If that doesn't work for you, buy a section at the ACC. For the season, lower bowl for Leaf games, and let the Red Patch Boys be there for every game. But there's a Blue Patch Boys that you could go to Mississauga and Scarborough and find and let them sit there. Uh, Andrew Bogut, when he was in Milwaukee, a basketball player, Mm -hmm. he used to buy a whole section and give it to fans that would cheer the entire game. And if you didn't cheer the entire game, you were out of the section. And it was a pretty good section. That's awesome. And it was because Milwaukee was bad and they didn't have, you know, sellouts every... Yeah, yeah, and they didn't have sellouts. But he did it and it was amazing. And I I think like the section zero because he wore zero. But anyways, if they did that in Toronto. I, I used to work at the score with a lot of people from Ottawa and other parts of the country, and they would come in and they, they would say, ah, the Leaf fans are so terrible. Well, we were also and, brutal. Yeah, and the team, team. Well, but by then, the Leafs were okay, and they were making the playoffs. This was probably early 2000s, and I'll, I'll never forget, I had guys from outside the city, and I 
constantly tell them like the real fans are not at the game. The real fans are in bars all across the city and the Leafs made the playoffs and I was out and the guy was having, you know, smoke in the smoking balcony back in the day and he heard this roar and he goes, what the hell was that? I go, the Leafs just scored. He's like, what are you talking about? I go, the Leafs just scored. And he's like, come on. And I'm like, wait. And it happened to be that the Leafs scored two goals in a minute and he heard a second roar. We went inside and the Leafs had two goals and he's like, I can't believe that. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, yeah. see, that's where all the fans are. And I use that story all the time buy to say, get a section, just buy yeah, a section. Or maybe, it ended up being Maple Leaf Square. Yeah. Well, and that's why yeah. the uh, TFC games are so much fun to go to. That was just they, bars. That was no Maple. There was no such thing as Maple Leaf Square at the time. No, that was yeah, just bars. Arbitrarily, just we were downtown Toronto, King West. and you could hear roars from all the bars in the area because people were watching the games because they couldn't afford to go inside. That, the TFC uh, fan supporters, like if you were part of one of those groups, I think it's $10 a game. But th- that is part of the deal is you got to get up and, and chant the whole time and they let them shoot off flares and smoke bombs and stuff like that. And Apparently, did you read the story? Somebody bought tickets to the Jamaica game, which I think, Tim, you were at the Jamaica game, right? No, I didn't go. You didn't go? I was going to go. Um, somebody bought tickets to the Jamaica game through the Voyagers, a fan group, and were not ready for the atmosphere and then complained. <laughs> I swear to God, they That's complained. Great, yeah. The Voyagers posted a reply. You could see it on Twitter. Uh-huh. They complained that people were standing the entire game. They couldn't see. <laughs> and the, Voyager, the response from the Voyagers was one of the biggest fuck yous I've ever seen. It was glorious. Oh, I, I encourage you to read it. They were like, shut up. We're cheering. You don't want to cheer. You go somewhere else. You're in the cheer section. It was brilliant. Yeah. The response was brilliant. Oh, and those the, games are wicked, But too. there are people who also, in southern Ontario, for some reason, just don't want to get up. Yeah, they I don't. noticed that concerts. Mm-hmm. I noticed that... that uh, con- concerts blows my mind. Oh, that's, that's a thing. crazy. Why do you get tickets? Why, like, why, why are, you are you here? here? But that's why the West makes fun of Toronto, right? Like, we all understand that. Yeah. Like, when I used to travel for... I used to do Thai Cats play-by-play as well. I did, did a lot of... But I would go west... and we they do a whole episode on your resume. Yeah. No, <laughs> but you... I just did a bunch of things that no one really listened to or cared about, but... <laughs> can, you the, run, uh, can you run the Thai Cats? Uh, the, yeah. yeah. The, uh, um, He's like the dean of a college. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, you should have been a guy in there going, no, this is a bad idea. Uh, but that's why the west idea. makes fun of Ontario, because yeah. they watch these things and see these things and don't see the bars and don't... Don't see the and go. Come on, because Calgary. You go to any game. There's a jersey in every row. Every, Edmonton is the exact. You yeah, don't, you don't go in any other color in Calgary. No. It's red. Yeah, and the same in Edmonton and Vancouver yeah. here and there. <laughs> well, if they're winning. Yeah, if they're, they're winning. winning. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to ask you guys about a couple things that are like with regards to like just like actual sports things that have happened recently. Maurice and Shovel Day. I've got their extensions. And this is for you too, Steve. Oh, that's official now. Yeah, I believe so. What What do you think? I guess making the playoffs isn't that important. <laughs> Damn! Wow. That's, Someone challenged wow. me on it. It's pretty interesting because I love this. Uh, Kevin Sheldayoff is a stand-up human being, and I'm a big fan of Kevin Sheldayoff. This is the, the you know this isn't the the, the tri league, to borrow a baseball term. This is the get it done league at times, and I just I. Maurice, I, I can see. I mean, it's been 2014 for Paul Maurice. I get it. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. Are they? I, I don't. I'm, I'm a little confused with Shovel. Are Day. they in a position a to be good? If you build around the kid, number 29, yes. But and that's another well, no, three got, years away. They've got some other players on that team. Shifley's good. Shifley's really good. I think Buffin. there's parts of their blue line that are very overrated. And, really? and I don't think the, I don't think Steve Mason's going to help him in well, one wish. That was the, that I'll was give the you the goalie. That's yeah. it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the people in the SAS community 
seem to think the Jets are going to end up doing pretty good. But, yeah, you had the worst goaltending in the league for a while, and Steve Mason's your answer. Like, even if he has a bounce back year. Maybe they'll get to 27th in team goals again. (laughs) No, but they're rolling the dice that either their kid gets better or Mason can stop gap until they find somebody else. If that's what they're doing. If things happen, you're good, but that's two ifs at one position. No, I com- I completely understand, but if you look at that roster, I'm not saying that that's a terrible team. And I, I think, think they are. And I, I think, think they're good. And I think what they've done there is had patience, which is rare. The patience is done because they made one playoff since returning to Winnipeg. In the, but in the last four games. It's Yeah, and they were swept. But No wins. But if you look at that roster, they've done a pretty good job of roster construction. And they haven't, they haven't sold out. They didn't sell out. And having been in Toronto when they were selling out repeatedly, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. They've, I think now you have the guy where you can sell out a little bit. Like they didn't have a guy to build around. Tim's right. Mm-hmm. Now you have the guy to build around. I think the, I think you could be a little more risky. No, but I think Shifley is a really, really, I'm not really, Shifley. really no. good player. I, I'm, and then you got Lining. Now's I mean, the time to take maybe a couple of risks. I don't think Bufflin is like a. Is Bufflin a top ten defenseman in hockey? No. I don't okay. think so. Because he gets no. talked up like he is. Is I Jacob think Truba the next guy? Well, and I think it's because at times he looks like a top 10. He's such like, an interesting guy in the league. Like, yeah, at times he looks like it, but every night he can do he can just do things that no one else can because right. no one else is 265 pounds. Right. You know? Like, and can move like him and mm-hmm. has some, but he's just, he's not as consistent as he'd like to be a top 10 defenseman. I think I know what you're touching on, though. Like, they, until Patrick Laine, they had a lot of, you know, really appealing pieces, but no real star. star like I, yeah, like I agree with Sheffield Day of not doing anything. Like, who are you building around? Right. It's a, t- it's a difficult question. There's no question now. So have a go. Right. But the honeymoon's over. Like now, it's time to. I, yeah. But, but and to that point, I agree. This with extension him. is here. You go. If yeah. you don't get it done, you're done. For both Maurice and for Sheffield Day off, well, the league in today, my mind. Uh, league today just announced the trade deadline next year will be Monday, February 26th. Wow, that's early. Uh, it feels early. I think it's about the same time as last year, though. Is it? Yeah. They moved it up a little. I guess my, my point is, I, I Shovel Day Off's kind of been low-key ahead of those dates in the past. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be stunned if that was the case this year. Now, obviously, it depends how the season's going, blah, blah. But I just I think the time to be a little risky is very soon for Shovel Day Off. Maurice has more rope, but we'll see. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised by Shovel Day Off. Maurice, I'm not, not, not Marlowe coming to Toronto. I, I think he said, am I playing with Matthews? Someone said yes, and he said, I'm coming. I think it's that simple. Uh, Sean McKenzie's father reported that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, Sean McKenzie's father... The unnamed I, father I think has reported. reported. ...that uh, Marlowe may start with Kadri, which I haven't heard a single person say, but I think actually kind of makes some sense. Like, the Matthews line... With all due respect to Zach Hyman. Hey, With I'm not all even due respect to Zach him out of it. Like, you could put someone else there. Connor Brown. It doesn't matter. Like, Probably be Connor Brown. Maybe, but, like, it's just that line did so well. And the JVR Bozak Marner line is its Leave own it. thing. It's the we don't, we know you don't do defense line. So, what's left? 30 goal scorer Nazem Kadri, Leo Komarov making you hate every, everything in the world. And, yeah, let's put a guy with over 500 career goals. Gives Marlowe an enforcer. 
Which cadre. The chief yeah. shot her in his cadre. <laughs> yeah. He's got his enforcer in cadre. Well, he found his game. Such a rat, but he's, he's our rat. No, he, yeah, he, he found his game. He's Connor so Brown. valuable. Why goals Connor Brown, though, right? By the way, that's what like you get with patience, eh? Six zero. Patience? Yeah. Have patience with a guy. Have patience with a team. Look what Kadri turned out to be. How many people in Toronto wanted Kadri gone? Well, Kadri's not going oh. up against the number one guys on the other team anymore, though. Well, no. he, he was for he was for part of the year, but last year he wasn't. For for the end of the year, he wasn't. I'm just saying, I think that that matters to oh, a certain d- extent. It yeah. does. Yeah, it he, does without a doubt. But that doesn't mean he can't be great for you in that role. It was a different thing, night in. He night scored out. 30 goals and made an impact defensively yeah. in the faceoff circle, and was a pain in the ass to a bunch of different teams. And people don't want to give him credit. Maybe the guy sitting to my left right now doesn't want to give him credit <laughs> by by diminishing it against who he played against. That's true, though. He was remarkably He's valuable not against other teams' yeah. top guys with Matthews around. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. That's a right. fact. And, that but, but, but how does that diminish shoot, 30 no, goals? Yeah, like a, and making like an I impact. Said, he was fine in that role. He's very good in that role. I'm just like, I'm not ready to put him in all-star games for the next five years. That's what I'm let's saying. Let's talk about what Nazem Kadri did to you. Like, I, I just, <laughs> 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 well, that suspension that one time, I, I was involved that night. Where did he hit you? The same place he hit Ovechkin. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> nice, nice purpley bruise. So are you saying Marlowe's not playing with, with Matthews? That's what you're telling me right Not right, right away. Come on. I don't think so. Are you it serious? doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Are you serious? It's it's like the conversation I have with Leaf fans where whenever I put Matt Martin in the lineup, they're like, you think Matt Martin should be in the lineup? I'm like, that's not what I said. I said he's going to be in the lineup. You know what I mean? Patrick like, Marlowe made the playoffs 12 out of 13 years in the fucking state of California. Don't tell Jeremy Roenick. He left California to not play with Austin Matthews is what you're telling me. But it doesn't matter. You just shuffle lines as the year goes on. Like, how often have you seen lines stay completely the same? Only the Leafs last year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They barely changed anybody until, like, uh, as soon as they sent, um, what's his face from the Senators down? Um, Not greening, not greening, not like. Yeah, once McCauley was out. Then it was Connor Brown in, and lineup basically stayed the same. And then they, you know, Kapanen and Boyle were added towards the end. And and those were those lines were those lines. Yeah, but you just added a, a guy who said, so it's going to be a little bit of trial and error to see where this guy fits. Right. And Leaf fans should be okay with that, even though their roster did relatively stay the same, including Zach Hyman, which pitched everybody off. The best trial and error, though. Like, yeah, no, you've got a guy who's like, a mate who scored 500 career goals, and you're shuffling them with yeah. all these young stars. Yeah, that's Marlo, what's going to happen. Marlo busts his knee, misses the entire season. Their lineup is still better up front than it was last year because Dominic Moore is your fourth center, and nothing else has changed. It's by, by what? I don't remember. Five, ever being it's better position. by five percent. But you could play six percent. You could play on a second five. a second line, four, and four I put that in air parentheses, and then play power first power play time. Yeah, like so. Yeah, it's six and one half dozen of the other until you find what works, and then you can go with it. Matthews, Marlowe, Marner, uh, first power play. That would Are you be okay ridiculous. With three years and all the money. Yeah, because then you, that's you're not paying the guys real money till then anyway. I'm, I'm completely fine with that. Although there was a snippet I saw today that uh, I think oh, I love ne- snippets. Nylander told the media uh, he is he his people are talking to the Leafs now. They can't have that discussion till July 1st of next year. I think technically, mm-hmm. but I think they can start. To, they can talk. They right? can talk. Uh, I don't think they can even talk. Te- well, the legalese of it is they can't talk until uh, July first. But we all know that's a load of garbage. Yeah, yeah of course. Of but uh, William Nylander did say that today, which was kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, the listen, the Leafs, the Marlow thing, I I think has very little risk to it. I love it. 
I, it, I think it's great. The, the league's changed, obviously, because you have to maximize when you have guys under control at lower prices. So the Leafs are saying, okay, we got a guy in here that can help right now and see if we can take that next step with these young guys because as Calgary ran in, like Calgary of all teams runs into, you got to get guys and move them along because we've hit what? Like, what did they hit? A second round? Yeah. And then they're too good to keep together? Makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So the Leafs are going to hit that. We keep being told they're too good to keep together. We're going to have to pay them too much money. So why not try and take the step now? I mean, Lou's basically said that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Lou Lamarillo basically said, we've put this as fast forward. We hit the fast forward button. Want to go old school Twitter questions? Yeah, do you guys want some Twitter questions? Yeah, other Twitter questions? Um, The big one we're getting asked is, why is it Tim instead of... Uh, in front of Sid. Why is it Tim? Because the other way, we got canceled. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> we used really? to be people Sid think, and Tim. People think we're kidding when we say that. It was score tonight with Sid and Tim. Score tonight. Score tonight. S-T. Sid and Tim. Uh, huh? They pulled us in a meeting and said, we don't like it this no more. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so Tim's like... In, it was in the basement of an Italian restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made, guys played violin in the back. <laughs> One night, they rented, they rented the back room at Scatabouche. Yeah. <laughs> what was the supper club? What was Frank D'Angelo's supper club? Forget about a supper club. Yeah. Forget about a supper club. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Show me who you hang out with, and I'll tell you who you are. <laughs> oh, it's a new movie. Yeah, there you go. Is that what that is? The neighborhood. Yeah. Frank D'Angelo. Yeah. That's from the neighborhood. Television. From yes, the neighborhood. The neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Living in the moment. <laughs> um, I'm gonna stop talking about Frank D'Angelo. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, okay, what so, was the question? Question. so that, question. that's the reason it's not. Yeah, there's Sid no rockets Tim. to the science. No, that. not at all. Right. We just no, went to a podcast yeah. and like we got canceled as Sid and Tim. Let's go Tim and Sid. Okay. See how this works out. Uh, Jersh wants to know. Sup, Jersh? And 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 plus, I'm way better. So I go first. Way better. <laughs> uh, you're way too I'm early. Kidding. Stanley Cup prediction. Stanley Cup prediction. I think Kadri's one of the Conn Smythe. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I, I think there is there is nothing dumber than a Stanley Cup prediction. Because this league is insane, man. Like yeah. this league there is nothing crazier than the National Hockey League, where they have convinced every superstar to not make the max. They, yeah. they every team has movement. Every team is so up against the cap, and the cap hasn't moved, by the way, despite all these new arenas. I'm not predicting it. I re- I resent you, the question. By the way, you, you, I resent the question. <laughs> Earlier in the show, he predicted that the Canadians would not make, make the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. The Canadians are not making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Why is that, Gary Price? Because Jonathan Drouin is going to get swallowed up by the Montreal thing. And we all know what the Montreal thing is, right? It's like it. It's it. By the way, the fucking clown thing with that trailer is oh, the scariest it, the movie, thing. Yeah. Oh. We got to listen. I know they're paying good money to advertise. I'm freaking out every time I see that commercial. <laughs> I already got tickets for Saturday. You're I'm going? So tickets. excited. Yeah. Tell me I, how, I don't tell me how it ends. I don't mind the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> they shot, uh, they shot it uh, at down the street from Steve's house. They shot, yeah. the, you know, the big scary house in Oshawa. Yeah, they didn't have to do much to the house. I, I have a bit of... <laughs> 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 pow, 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 pow. Or, or the smell. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they pulled the clown out of the bar. It was crazy, just I, down the street. I would never mess with the schwa like that. I am eliminating myself from that conversation. I actually, Recusing. I yeah, story. Yeah. There, there was a guy who was involved in movies somehow, and anyway, he was going down to that shoot. They set up this you know, big scary house in Oshawa. And he's walking down the street and he's going, man, they did a really good job. Like, 
Like, you found the most piece of garbage. Nope. And then he realized he was still a block away from the set. <laughs> I'm not making fun of my city. That is That's a real story from. that happens. Are you from? Oh, You're from Scarborough. Scarborough. And then you went to Oshawa. Because it's cheaper. Right. No, no. Significantly. I, uh, they are similar. How long have you been taking HGH? Because your arms are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going Do they on? Drug here? test on the show or not? I guess not. No, no, no. no. no you can be on any drugs. I don't know. Any of the symptoms? The rage. Hey, you, you, you have not yelled in this entire. No, you haven't. Because on the podcast, I'm relatively normal-ish. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> if everybody says that, and then I guess because we, I, I mean, I've known Steve since high school. We've been buddies forever, and I. Don't know him to be a yeller, but when you do watch those videos, you are yelling a lot. Well, so that's how you everybody knows you. Criticize me for buying a sixty-dollar James Reimer figure, knowing how much I love James Reimer. God damn it! That's, <laughs> that's in my the only room. time. That's the, it's in my room forever. I love my James. I wish he was still a leaf. Did you guys know that? You know those plastic, uh, those plastic dolls that they that yeah. grown men buy. Figures. Yeah. He bought. He bought one for sixty dollars, and it was a James Reimer one. It's rare. And they said, they mm -hmm. said, well, there's only a limited amount of these made. And I said, Steve, <laughs> that's because only a limited audience would buy that. Bullshit. But Bullshit. He, Go try to buy one today. Sixty fucking dollars. Smackaroos, and I do it again. I once I went online. I told a story on air. I was looking for a trophy from the man cave, like a soccer trophy. The Portugal won the European Championship last summer. Ah, yes. So I go on UEFA.com. He's Portuguese. I'm Portuguese. <laughs> background's Portuguese. <laughs> I've heard. So. I'm like, I want the trophy for just to set up somewhere. So I'm like, I find the 60 centimeter trophy. It's like, uh, it's like 100 euros. And I'm like, I'm dumb enough where I'm going to do this. So I, 100 euros? 100 euros. That's a lot of money. And so, ship it. And shipping. Shipping. So UPS got me that way. And it showed up. It came, showed up at the door. And my wife gets it. And she's like, I think there's something wrong with this. I'm like, what do you mean? And it was like a little bit bigger than a jewelry box. It wasn't 60 centimeters. I read it wrong online. It was 60 millimeters. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was smaller than your phone. <laughs> and I paid 100 plus euros for it. Which still isn't as bad as the James Reimer figure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as that. I hang it in my room as bad with pride. And there's a picture right next to it of me with... My James, my I call him My right. James. Mm -hmm. It's My James with why the don't, Florida Panthers Port starter. Why don't Portuguese yes, soccer players starter, want to pay yeah. their taxes? Sorry, what? Sorry, why yeah. don't Portuguese soccer players want to pay their taxes? Dude, no. I, don't wanna, I don't want to pay my taxes. <laughs> Who wants to pay their taxes? There's Find some... me the guy who goes. You know what? I'm, I'm going to get up this morning. I really want to pay some taxes. Find me that person. <laughs> the Spanish government's corrupt bastards. That's why. Okay. They're going after people all the time. Went after Messi, Ronaldo, mm. just the big ones. Tim will tell you. <laughs> Tim wrote the story. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Portuguese people, uh, your brother is also in sports broadcast. The one with real talent, yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And he's um, a Portuguese person. Yes, Just Alex. to put that out there. He's actually Slovenian. Yeah. Crossed the border early. <laughs> Euro 2000 was a big moment for him. Getting in there for the first time. Is it a, is it a World Cup too. you guys both got into You're the right? same field? Or? He, he, we, we never talked about it because Sixeros don't talk about their feelings much. Uh, but he, in, a, in later years, uh, he told me that I was his uh, massive inspiration for life. And maybe I'm overshooting it a little bit, but... Um, that doesn't sound like him. No, but he wanted... Like we, we both have... Well, sports was always... Our dad's a huge sports fan. Sports has always been a huge part of the house. And I, um, it, it's, it, it's just... It's kind of... It's fluky how it worked out. But it's been, it's been really cool. Because more people probably listen to him in a week than watch me. I would, if you're doing the math on it. Yeah, he's one of those guys who, uh, you know, it's, it 
It's not prominent. Like, he doesn't have his name, like, on a show title, but he's on the air every, you know. He's getting time. more airtime right. than a lot of people, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, he, he's done, Alex has done phenomenally well. He's one of the best broadcasters in the country. He's better than me, and we are both Portuguese, yes. <laughs> and you were also, and, 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 and both shish. Really? Was he a, was he a dick about it or was he okay? Huge dick. <laughs> it's the shadows. <laughs> he, you got him coffee? I think so. A few times, yeah. Him, yeah. Andrew, and I. So is that why when I offered to buy you coffee and bring it into the studio today, you referred to me as your intern? Yeah, because I've never Ooh. had one. Like, I, I wanted to have one. I was busy getting Bob McCowan his coffee. Ladies to which my response was, some of us don't forget our roots. Oh, wow. <laughs> not Sean McKenzie's <laughs> And you're lifting weights, too. I'm actually kind of sort of scared. I love your traps. I'll be your trapper's boy. Trap. Come on and wind me up. When you've been working out. I don't get it. You just look all swollen. I miss yeah. tight shirt Thursdays oh. in the email. No, but you, you, you didn't wear a V-neck when you weren't as swole. You're 100% correct. Yeah, there's, you can only yeah. wear V-necks when you work out a little yeah. bit. Right? Yeah. Fair you are. You were on stage at Puck Talks tonight. There's a little plug. Hey, accentuate the positive, all right? Yeah. Look at that. Well, it's like, so I've really only started working out like the last two or three years. And I've noticed ever since, like, men will just walk up to you and they'll, like, mug you. They'll feel you. Hey, look yeah. at what have you been doing here, buddy? <laughs> and they just start feeling you up and grabbing you. Is today leg day? What was today? Today was. Arm day? No, just did a few push-ups at home. Waist day? Yeah, yesterday uh, was kind of all around, did a lot of abs, because I have none. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is to distract from this. And uh, it did some sprints. Mm-hmm. Sprints? Uh, wow, sprints. And, and Wild's too busy to do any of this. Well, I... I'm not running unless something scary is chasing me. Adam's like, um, oh, I'm too busy to work out, but he's, he's sitting on the moneymaker right now. You, you haven't seen it. Oh my oh. god, this guy. What the hell are you talking so about? You mean he's got a fantastic <laughs> ass? ass. Yeah. Is that, Actually, for the record, I am the nicest ass in this room. <laughs> oh, wow. I, think, I don't know. For I mean, we may have to have an ass off. For the record. Yeah, oh, yeah, there are cameras. <laughs> All right. Melanie Yang from BT actually told me the other day, she's like, your ass is like a shelf. Like it's, she's like, you can, I could put my coffee on your ass. <laughs> that was a compliment? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, is that a good thing? And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I'm like, okay, good. Thank you. Oh, she Appreciate went up it. though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe not. Uh, I grew up maybe in a not. Jamaican neighborhood. That was, uh. It's important. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a big thing in my neighborhood. Yeah, if you could put a drink on an ass. I walked, I walked, I walked by a, two women the other day and I, I heard from the corner of my ear, them cakes though. <laughs> 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 What's amazing about that is it's another lie, and he just thought of it. That's right? <laughs> no, awesome. I heard it. That's my construction. Very rude. Yeah, very rude. Uh, but it's not like Adam Wilde. Have you seen you, it? Uh, it's like a shelf. Adam, can I say I think you're great on BT, man. You do everything well. The radio show's great. Oh, I watch you on BT every morning. I think you do a phenomenal job. Wow. I just think Ditto. you're great. I'm, I'm, I think you're fantastic. I'm waiting that. for the butt. No, there's no. Hey, Dangle, uh, you suck. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about my YouTube videos, guys? <laughs> I was on Sportsnet last year. No one said anything. And Dangle, I can't wait no to see you on me. camera one day. I, I reached out to you. No, I stopped That's you. True. That is true. I stopped you and I said that I, I like the stuff and if I can ever do anything. And then you said, go F yourself. And then we were constantly we Jesse and Tiff. Yeah. And then Jesse, <laughs> I, and then Jesse hey, had to come is talk. Is that a property, brother? <laughs> I need a new fence. <laughs> can you make me a fence? <laughs> Hey, we're at Tiff. Let's have a drink and watch a movie. <laughs> That's exactly what I that said. That sounds like Jesse so Drunk. Rude. That's pretty good. So rude, That's pretty good. Next uh, question. We talked about this a little before the show, uh, but Hardev wanted to know if you miss radio. Yeah. 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 
I said, uh, I said well, before the show, I said immensely. It just, it's just a different feel. It was way, we're rushed every day in TV trying to hit everything. Uh, yeah, hit everything, hit really, times. It's, like, it's, it's rewarding as hell. Don't get like, oh, yeah. Just to say that. And well. we get things that yeah, we would never get anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. We get guests, all those things that we'd never get anywhere else. But, but, there, but is a, there is an odd, uh, and, and even in radio, some days we'd feel really rushed, but I think it's because we prepared and have stuff we wanted to do. But there was this odd freedom. <laughs> no, I'm saying that was the lighter. No, no, no. like we prepared we, and we, we, had we had stuff to talk stuff about. Stuff to say, but uh, there was a weird freedom with it, which was unique. And we let a lot of people in. Like, I, you know, breaking news, I kind of let people into my world, which is kind of messed up a little bit. Yeah. And my idiosyncrasies and Tim's, Tim has less idiosyncrasies than I do, but radio is very personal that way. You got, as you guys know, got to put yourselves out there a little bit or you're not going to get anything back. Yeah. And uh it, it's a, it's it's risky to do that day in and day out, but it was also fun as hell. It was challenging and fun at the same mm-hmm. time. It is a it is a challenge every day. Radio is tough. Radio is mm-hmm. a real like everything else, I always feel like everything else I do is easy compared to radio. And I don't mm-hmm. do like you know with, with with my afternoon show, it's like you know you're talking for two or three minutes, and then you get a couple songs. How many times off. an hour do you do the hit? I, I think we're we're talking a grand total. And for us, for pop radio, it's a lot. It's like ten minutes an hour. Um, yeah, that is a lot. But oh. for, um, but for you guys, you're talking forty five minutes an hour between the two of you, right? Yeah. Isn't that isn't that what the fan clock yeah, looks the radio, like? Radio was forty. By the time we left, it was forty two minutes. That's so we had two eight minute breaks. I think is what we had. That is mm. that's tough, and, and I don't think people realize no how hard that is. No calls. No calls too. Yeah, yeah but there's two of us. True. When I when like he would enjoy doing the show alone. When he, when I when I was there alone, I was like, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll take calls. Let's do anything. <laughs> but, uh, but he's. But I don't want him to give off the impression he wasn't good at hosting alone. Because no, but want, it's just not natural. Yeah. yeah. Who talks for forty two minutes? I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I commute from, actually. I commute from the about every it. day. No one's better at talking to myself than me. <laughs> I've all, I've oftentimes tried to convince him to do a podcast, but I just know he won't work any more than he oh, really has to. Right. Yeah. So Fuck that we can get that, that feel back of the the radio. So you guys, like. um do you think you'll ever be able to do both? We were asked to do both. Yeah? Yeah. We were asked to do both. It'd yeah. be a lot. It'd be a lot. Yeah. No, and it was presented as such, yeah. There was there was there was respect for it, definitely when it was when it was pitched. I don't remember that. It wasn't was it wasn't it wasn't in the air for long because <laughs> I think I made a face. But um you know, it would I would die, but it's doable. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair you would do three hours of a two hour T V show and then uh just hate the world, but do you want to hate the world? How much of a score tonight remains in Tim and Sid in this arc? In or Sid and Tim. No, mm-hmm. Sid and Tim didn't end well. <laughs> didn't end well. N- neither will Tim and Sid. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> like how much from the So you're saying you're saying we're revenge of the Sith regardless of what we do here. Like I, the I, end of that movie is how we're going to end. I just watched the Mike and Mad Dog 30 for 30. How great! Yeah, I watched that. Huge Mike Francesa fans. Do you guys follow oh, yeah? his uh, yeah. the Twitter account that just puts out his funny moments, the moments that I have not like, followed, but, yeah. or when he falls asleep on air? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when people call. I guess people just because he takes calls all show, right? So people yeah. people call in and ask him about the Devils or whatever. It's four and hours like, of radio. He like hangs that. up on them. He hangs yeah. up because yeah. like, he's just oh, like, I don't know anything about hockey. That is a. Uh, my favorite part about that documentary, and I was telling Steve about this, and if you haven't seen the Mike and Mad Dog uh, 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 30 for 30, you got to. The, my favorite moment was they, they, talk, they talk about the first day they walk into the studio, right? And they, these guys don't even like each other. To they, don't, start, they, don't, they don't know each other. They don't know each other. Yeah. They sort of worked on the station, but they're like, eh. and then And then they talk about the power chair moment. 
Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. <laughs> Mike Francesa sits down in the power chair and Mad Dog's like upset about this. And what was amazing about this is it's just a it's just a fucking chair. chair yeah. But he's mad about it for years. But to some people it's not a chair. It's not a chair. It's the no. power chair. <laughs> Says the guy who would want the power no, chair. Whatever, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, but I want that fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> we uh a true story at, the, at when we sat down for our first show at the fan when we had moved over, uh there was a power chair that Bob McCowan sits in. Bobcats, yeah. And uh, Sid and I walked into the studio, and we purposely left the middle chair alone and sat on both sides of the middle chair. And but out of respect for each other too. Yeah. Yeah. But the boss was was like, "Who's sitting in that chair?" Like he he really wanted to see who was sitting. Don Collins. It was like it was like he was the Emperor of Rome watching, and and he wanted to see a fight to the death. (laughs) And we're like, "We're not doing this." Nobody's sitting in that chair. (laughs) We're not guests only. Yeah. That's it. When you walk into a station with a legend like that. And you guys are the young guys, and you're the up-and-comers, and everybody's talking about you. And this guy's been there for 20 years and, you know, syndicated and been here since, like, day one. He's, he launched the station. Uh, is there any sort of, um, is there any sort of, like, like awe moment? Like, oh, my God, we're, we're leading into his show now. Like, this is crazy. I grew up with this guy. Well, I think after the first, our first show on air, uh, and I think, what was the show that day? We had Brian, we had Dion Phaneuf, we had Brian Colangelo. And I think we asked Brian two questions, and it went for like 25 minutes. <laughs> Brian um, likes to talk. Love yeah. Brian. Um, but then the plan was stay for Bob's first segment at four. So our, we're done, and there's some euphoria that you get through the first one, so sure. we're done. The th- plane is taken off. And then for me personally, just Tim and I were on the same side, and in hindsight it was kind of funny. It was like we were kind of huddling next to each other in a corner, out of not out of fear, but out of something else. And Bob sat in the chair, and we just kind of looked at each other for like, 30 seconds and no one really knew what to say <laughs> and it was just that, to me that was that was an interesting moment and it's like that that's an icon that's an icon yeah. like, I've been listening to my entire life it's like being in a dream right a little bit like, this is silly a little bit. There was a lot of those moments when we started. I was gonna say uh, out of rever- like you were sure, like it wasn't out of fear. It was out of reverence. Like that's this is word, that's yeah, the word I should use. This yeah. is like this is for both of us. It was really easy because for me it was really easy because I love this guy. Like he's really good at the craft, and this guy is like a legend. And we're sitting there on his show, and then we got to do roundtables and all those things. And the the funny thing is, even though we made the jokes about Jay and Dan earlier, there's still that like I have that same sort of respect for them and what they do. And maybe even people will try and turn whatever we said at the start into something that we we don't. Same thing with with McCowan. Like when we sat down there, even though he crushes us on the radio now, there's an like. Off air, I'll talk to him. There's a reverence that I have because he sat, he's done it for 25 years and done it at the top of the game for 25 years. And I think Francesa is probably the only other guy that you could talk about that has done that. Yeah. Like there's two guys in North America that have done it. McCowan's one of them. So it's like when we were on that show, I never thought I would do radio, period. So to be on that show, I was like excited. Like that was awesome for me to sit there and just go like, and that look that we gave each other was like, holy shit, we're sitting on McCowan's show. <laughs> like, it's two kids who grew up. Like, I was on Young Street when the Jays won the World Series. Like, that was the launching pad for McCowan and the, and the fan. It was just like a very cool moment in your career. And in terms of Bob and Jane, Dan and, and other guys who kind of put themselves out there, who've done it for a while, who, who, or who have personality, who, or who take risks, I respect anyone who does that. Because I think there's a lot of people playing it safe in our fucking business. I really believe that. I think there's a lot of people 
who are a little uncomfortable to be themselves and are amazing at it, but will never see it. And Tim and I were lucky where we came from personality in a way. Like, we, that was our base. That's always been our base. But to do what Jay and Dan does is not easy. To do what Bob does is not easy. Yeah. That takes a lot of risk. And there were a lot of people who have failed in this business trying to do that mm-hmm. in medium to small markets. So anyone who does it at this level and isn't safe, I have nothing but respect for those people. Because it is, it is at times, not easy being the risk takers. Right. Like, I don't want to make myself a martyr. And, and some, no, but, but sometimes it's, it's from ignorance. This business. Sometimes it's from ignorance where you're just like, this is how, this is how I'm going to be. This is my personality. This is, how, like, this is it. And then you realize, oh, crap. Like, all these guys that do this get fired. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, all these guys who laid it out on the line either are really good at it or get fired really quickly and mm-hmm. are moving on. Sometimes you try something and it sucks, uh, like the dangle dial, for example. <laughs> Hold on. No, but what you Hold did. On. But what Who you said the dangle dial sucks. Most of Toronto, I'm pretty sure, and Adam actually, yes. Two things I love about the dangle dial. Okay. One, you. Two, how pissed Blair gets while it's running. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge fan of the dangle dial for various reasons. Never like stop doing. Blair. There is. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's that's dead. What? It's, it's dead? Oh man, that's been gone since for a long when. Time. I'll call Julie right now. We'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) She stopped taking my calls a long time ago. That was was Don's baby, and no, but you just did. You just did your thing. Like that's that's why I respect you. You just did your thing, and then all these people were like, "Hey, we like it," and then the bosses were forced to go, "Holy shit, what is this? What are all these people looking at? What? Why are they?" And then all of a sudden, you're on Sportsnet, like doing the exact same thing, which is amazing. You put yourself out there; people enjoyed it. And here you are. Which people said you'd never do. People told you you'd never do that. And what, people what people would say it in comments. People would say it in like, you know, people. Oh, all, yeah. You couldn't do it the same way. Right. Yeah. yeah. It would never work for whatever. Blank. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, that's, I feel like, you know, because you know, I'm an outsider, right? I'm not a sports guy uh, or I didn't come in as a sports guy. I've always been a sports fan. You're um, a decent sports guy, though. Well, I appreciate you're not, that. You're if not I can be outsider. decent, that's that's good. Good right now. I, I'd like Dangle's to Dangle's arm goes Thanks. over the but, shoulder uh, of Adam Wilde. Adam Wilde looks uncomfortable <laughs> while his arm moves <laughs> over the shoulder. The but there's a nice smile going back to their high school days. Tight t-shirts. And <laughs> Steve wore a V-neck to accentuate his traps. Um, but the thing about the two of you is that I feel like we when when we started doing this show, we felt like, oh my god, we 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 have license to 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 do this because you've done it. Because you had done it. Because you were not afraid to be yourselves. You did a you did a podcast. It went somewhere and then we did a podcast and it was kind of like, you know, it it took off for us relatively quickly as well. And not in the same way, but I think what what's been amazing is watching you guys continue to do the two of you, the way you've always sort of done the two of you, and it breaks every sort of mold that sports is supposed to be, which is serious and buttoned down and whatever. And what what I remember, like when I watch you guys and we watch it, we have it in the studio every day in the afternoon. Really? Yeah, and we have really? it on in the studio. There's no every sound day. on. He's no like, sound, but I'm yeah. watching. It's best sounding. That, that's that's the best sounding <laughs> the show ever sounds. <laughs> Mute it. But you know, just because we're, we're so incredibly good looking. Well, of course, it. of course. But <laughs> and my nice ass. Yeah, it's his ass. Yeah. It's not a shelf. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. As I'm I said done. it's not a shelf ass. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not as good. Damn cakes. You can't, you can't rest a margarita on it. No. So. Continue old IKEA butt. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like it's a. Um, it's amazing that you've been able to do that, and it's it gives us kind of like hope. Like, hey, it's not the worst thing in the world that we're not super serious because sports are supposed to be fun, right? Yeah. Aren't they? But I think. But what? Where I agree with you. I think you're bang on. I think where I get my backup sometimes is people just want you to be that. 24-7. And I think Tim and I are a very nuanced 
show in that regard. I think I think we we like we enjoy having enjoyable moments. I think uh, <laughs> we enjoy having enjoyable that was, moments. That was, that was like an <laughs> old political wow. way of saying. Mm-hmm. We should put that uh, on the T-shirt, by the way. We, <laughs> we enjoy having enjoyable moments. Yeah, like we also yeah. enjoy having non-enjoyable moments. <laughs> what? What? No, I'm just saying there's layers to both of us in a big way. And I just, uh, I think that has to be acknowledged. You could just, well. you could just say that people nope, don't get it. Nope. People don't get it. No, everyone People think it. it's just like everyone shits and giggles it. all the time. Everyone in this building and, watches the show all the time. And and the same, no, but the same, we had it the whole way and you guys are going to get the same thing and you've probably felt it where it's like you do something that people like but they don't realize that people are tuning in because every one of those posts, every one of those shows actually has content that is comes from knowledge. And they, they don't care. They just want the, the viral 30 gr- second yeah, clip of you holding woman, up the yeah, yeah, woman scores a goal, big game, ice dancing rant, whatever the hell it is. But there's like a hundred shows. And if those were the only moments, no one would ever listen. Because it would just be boring. There's got to be more. Like, there's got to be that. more than that. Yeah. So what he's saying is, yeah, my blood pressure would be through the roof. Yeah. Well, how do you escape uh, like a typecast? Because it's it's like you said earlier. It's like, hey, you haven't been screaming. Like I've been getting that a lot lately. Like, oh, I thought you'd just be I, screaming the entire time. I heard it on the podcast, so I was just breaking your balls. Oh. But <laughs> but hey, I'm honored. Yeah, I said but, that to you before. There, there was someone recently who said that. Uh, Chris Johnson, but I think he was kidding. Yeah. I don't think he was kidding. He told me after he wasn't oh, kidding. Well, yeah. he, wasn't kidding. <laughs> he told me he was pretty serious about it. Are you a yell? Like I, this is what I really want to know because do you yell when you watch the game? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I'm, I'm. It's it's very difficult to get my attention, but watching hockey, like Jesus, that's all I can focus on, and I'm yelling and screaming. The so my dad played minor pro and knew a lot about hockey, and I had to sit and watch every game in silence. No. Like that was my that was our thing, and I to this day can't watch big games in bars because I can't stand the guy like Dangle yelling at the really? TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if he doesn't know, and if he doesn't know what he's talking about, it makes me even more mad. Keep it together in a bar. I've seen you. Mm-hmm. I keep it together. But there, um, so you're sitting at the TV going, "What are you doing, Miranoff?" Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> why you gotta bring Why you gotta bring <laughs> Miranoff into it? Was, uh, yeah. Cross. No, no, it was more Cabrillo. Corey Cross. What are you oh, doing, Cabrillo? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cab- Put Caberla. Yeah, check Gardner. <laughs> like, be better. I know you can. Caberla. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know what was the, the best was the Randy Carlisle years because oh. his wife and <laughs> back. No one ever says that. <laughs> that was the only the good no thing. The Randy Carlisle years. Yeah. I used to get videos from his wife. Like, are you watching the game right now? And I'd be like, yeah. And I'd be at my girlfriend's house or something like that. And it would just be, she'd just send me a video. And it'd be Steve going, holy fuck! And he'd like throw something across the room. Because that was my question. How do you stay friends with a guy in high school? Who's And who are the Leafs when you're in high school? Like, uh, uh, they were the uh, uh, Ryan McCabe, but Ray the Croft. bad one. Raycroft. Raycroft. So post can opener McCabe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, Jason Raycroft Allison. dealt for. So you you are just losing your mind. Yeah, past due Tucker, past due Domi. Right. Approaching the end and completely alone, Matt Sundin. Yeah, because that's why you're loved. And yet, if you sat beside me, I would want to pull your shirt over your head and just start pounding if I was watching a game with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can keep it together in public, but the one the one game mm-hmm. the the clinch game against Pittsburgh this year, the second last game. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife were supposed to go to a party, and I almost didn't go. Like, like it was the last minute. She's like, "Just come, just come," because I'm like, "I know, I know, there's going to be people there, and like one of them bringing <laughs> a kid, 
and like I'm just I'm just gonna scream. Mm. And like it's you know, puck goes in off Gardner in the third period, and I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, like holding on to the couch like it's a, like it's a ride. And, <laughs> By the way, it had to be Gardner. That that puck went in. It wasn't even his fault. Has to be. Has to be the guy. No, but it was like when McCabe scored on on our own net against the Buffalo. Had to be McCabe. And had to be McCabe. Couldn't have been anyone else. It had to be McCabe. Anyway. Anyway. <sighs> can I you? can I say something? Sorry. Yes. Uh, before we wrap up, I just don't know when we're wrapping up. So yeah, we're wrapping up here soon. I want to say this now. Uh, uh, I I think you are fantastic, Dangle. I think you are great. See, here comes mine. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving him another one, but I'm going to do this for you. <laughs> Uh, all, all, what, do you, what do you mean by another one? All kidding aside, with another the drunken one. incident with Jesse at Tiff, um, you, you, you're fantastic. You put in the work, again, what people don't acknowledge and don't talk about, and maybe it's typecasted, but you put in the work. You Just you, editing those you things. You were a hustler. You edit them. <laughs> one of my favorite moments from you, though, when was you were not yelling, was when you were in the bowels of the CBC for the draft lottery when the Leafs got the first pick, and you were periscoping it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was so obvious how your head wanted to literally explode in the moments <laughs> leading up to it. Mm. But you were like, I, I want to keep, we're in the CBC. It was like golf. I'm in the CBC building. Damien Cox is down the hall. Damien Cox is down the hall. I just passed Jeff Merrick. I need to keep it cool. They're going to take my swipe card away. And then when it hit, it was just beautiful because we all knew you wanted to lose everything inside of you. And you didn't. And that was great. I just want to say I'm a huge fan of yours. And you're fantastic. Oh gosh. Wow. And wild. I said the thing about you, Jesse. You were drunk yeah. last year and I won't forget it. <laughs> that, that was really inappropriate, honestly. I, I apologize. Really embarrassed a lot of people at Rogers. Poor Jesse. Jesse Jesse's the only one that had the balls to come up yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well I just wanted to say that before we wrap up. Uh, you were you were one of the first people who when I got my job at Sportsnet made me feel like okay, this is actually gonna work. I think. Because I got the job in September. How did you feel when you first got here? Like what was it feeling? Horrified. Terrified. Like, uh, I kind of, I looked at it as a different opportunity. So, because it was behind the scenes, right? It was that yeah. prep sheet right. that I annoyed you guys with every morning that no one read. Um, I read them all. Oh, I, 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 so. didn't. I didn't. I was lying through his teeth. But I sent that thing to 1,100 people. The <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you in St. Thomas, Swift, Ontario. That's radio station really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I, I think some of them did. Yeah. But some mornings, I got a, like, a lot of emails like, thank you, you really saved my ass this morning. But like towards the end of the season, I, I made a huge mistake. I made all the links bit.ly so I could see how many people clicked them. Uh-huh. It made me feel very bad. Yeah. <laughs> Some things you should never just know. You should never know. Just let no. it go. No. Yeah. It, was, it was very bad. But no, it was behind the scenes. I, I looked at it as a like a fresh start. I was tired of getting laid off. Um, it was just starting to get to the point where people were starting to ask questions about, oh, so you also do these videos? Like, can we maybe feature them on the website? And then the friggin' Nashville game happened, the 9-2 Nashville game. And I go completely berserk, you know, head head blows up. I wake up to tweets that the, a few clips were on 680 that morning, and I had to uh, walk into the, the Sportsnet offices. And this guy friggin' stands up and just goes, Steve Dangle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Steve Dangle. Oh, man, sorry. You mean I did that? Yeah, you did that. I forgot the story. You're this guy. Oh, I regret doing that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I, fu- I fucked that one up. But, like, that morning, I was like, oh, I think it's going to be okay. There you go. I I didn't do anything. (laughs) I was like, who the hell is this guy? Sorry, so I, sorry, I made, sorry, I made another human feel good. Yes. See? 
believe it or not. That can happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at Macau for those listening on podcast. <laughs> Macau believes I have the spawn of the devil. And there are Daisy's right. <laughs> well, well, guys. Racist towards Portuguese. I know we both yeah, have uh, we both have shows that we got to get get to after this, so we want to wrap it up. But I hope this I is don't, not the. I don't. So let's keep going. I hope this isn't the last time because I could sit here and, and and the next time we should have like a like you know mid hockey season so we can actually go through some real events because yeah. it's kind of a quiet time right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been so awesome to finally get this together and thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Pleasure. The uh, the power is strong in this podcast and what you guys are doing. So anytime uh, I felt the power when you said we were coming on, which is very cool. Because yeah. I remember when we first got like the Twitter universe to speak on our behalf and it was awesome when they did that because it got us yeah. other jobs. And then when you guys tweeted out that we were coming on the show, I was like, Oh, I haven't. I didn't these, get that these much guys, traction. The force on is strong oh, with the these guys. Strong. I haven't yeah. had that much traction since I said the Raptors were going to lose to the Bucks after the third game. <laughs> oh. yeah. you've, you've had a one more. I, I'm so sorry. One more. What's it like on a platform as big as yours when you goof? Because the, it's, it's, I mean, it is you, what it is. The big one for you that keeps it, it is like, what it, it is. still gets retweeted today was right before the Jays got like too low in price. You're like, ah, this team's cooked. Oh, I said they should fold the franchise. <laughs> like every day. It was it was that that run was quite interesting on social media. Because there was a quite the breadth of douchebag tweets that led up to it. And then they make this crazy ridiculous run. So what I mean, here's the one thing I never I've never deleted a tweet. I'll say that. Maybe I should. But I've no, never deleted no, no, no. a tweet. If you if you tweet it, it is what it is. I've stopped tweeting entirely. I don't do it anymore. Oh really? But, yeah, it got it got ridiculous. But uh, and then I realized, what am I? I, I don't like. I have a show with this guy. But if that's I the guy. I, I he, we could we could sit here and do and you you guys know it. You, you could sit here and do a show where you just talk back and forth, but it's not that entertaining. So to have someone who has guts to say something and then sit there as I grill him on what he just said, like I don't know if people understand how tough that is because you get that blowback. From a lot of people who want to say you were dead wrong on this, and they'll never say you were completely right on this. And it just, it just ha- Andrew Walker, yeah, so. uh, who just went out to Vancouver for Sportsnet 650. Someone dug up, pass it to Bullis, dug it up, a yeah. tweet about the Canucks and what was it about Milan Lucic? I can't. But the context, forgive me, I forget. I'm forgetting it. It was basically like but, I'm glad the Bruins won in 2011 because he was working in Calgary. He was working in Calgary, yeah. but some douchebag. Living in his mom's basement goes no. up and down hey. the feed. But, Sorry, hey. Dangle. Sorry. <laughs> Who lives above ground in their own shitty cinema house that they use for a horror film. In, in Oshawa? In Oshawa. <laughs> but, like, that's that, that was a huge... It just got ridiculous like that. Like, like I, I once tweeted, and I still laugh at this, about the Jays. This is J.P. Aaron Sebia's team. <laughs> <laughs> once, yeah. once every six months... I get it back because I haven't deleted it. Right, but once every six months, I get it. He took like two home runs that night. He did. It seemed like he could tweet it. Was at the that time. his first game where he had no, like, no, not no. the first game, but no. like he, he had a run before he yelled at Zani and they ran him out of town. Right, but uh, anyway, social media is just. It, it's ridiculous, but I appreciate Tim saying that. But that's but the Walker incident was one of like thousands you can bring. Sometimes up. I just want to defend them. Like I've told them a couple times where I'm like, and then you meet the people who actually say it, and then they want to shake your hand, yeah. and I was it's at, not the uh, same. I got I got to be honest. You know what I mean? I was like, at a I was at a pitch talks because you're a puck talks tonight. Yes. Uh, I was at a pitch talks, and someone who had been up my ass, who I will not name, I ran into on social media, all over me. 
and I uh, I went with Azo. Yeah, old producer. Old producer. I go, Azo, watch this. So I walk right over, and I tap. And I go, how you doing, man? He's like, good, good, yeah. Very sheepishly. Very sheepishly. And I'm like, uh, good to see you, man. And I walk back. And that's it. This guy was buying me beers by the end of the night because I was cool with it. But fuck it. I will never forget that shit. Mm-hmm. And most people, the, the point of the story is, people on social media are fucking cowards. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, Whoa. Wait, 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 I'll tell you right now. So they like, are fucking cowards. S- some. No, 100% of the people. <laughs> every one of them, That's including like, everybody in the room. Side hold on. Nice hold everybody on. in the room, everybody hold listening. On. Hold on. School hold kids. On. Hold on. Your mom! Everyone, look into that let's camera. Keep, let's keep the mothers out of this. Let's, your grandma, your nonna! Keep the mothers out of this. Actually, my nonna's not on. My nonna's not If your nonna was on Twitter, that'd be the best. That'd be fantastic. But I'll, everyone except I'm opening an account. Nonna's CNN tweets. are just cowards. Everyone. <laughs> right. No, but my point is just like yeah, like you know, you know, you know. We all know that these people, when they come up to your face, are just fucks, and they're not going to say anything. No, but they can't say that because now someone's going to come up to you. Let him and I like. Hey, what did you say? I'm my traps with Dangle the Mark. Let him just bring him with you. Honestly, Jesse, you're the straw that stirs the strength. These guys are terrible. You're fantastic. So yeah, thanks. thanks it's, hey it's guys, somebody finally. Say <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, guys. Uh, we will do this again. Continue to time. Yeah, yeah. Coward, no matter what you say. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W Y L D E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.